0: Hello beautiful people! It's a new and fresh episode of the Spirit Pen Podcast and I welcome you all. I'm your beautiful, wonderful and amazing host, Joy A. Adelmi. I pray the Holy Spirit is gonna minister to every heart and meet everyone at the point of their needs in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for joining me. On today's episode, I just want to talk about maintaining consistent victory in Christ Jesus. Maintaining and enjoying consistent victory in your Christian walk with God. Many of us really want to enjoy God. We know it's possible, but for some reason, Today we're in a mountain, we're on fire, and tomorrow we're in the valley. And when we see people consistently talk about how they enjoy God every moment of their lives, how they go from one level of enjoying God to the next, it feels like they're overplaying it, even though we know it is very possible, right? And you feel like, okay, maybe there are some people that are caught out for it. Nope. We all are out of place. There's no discrimination, right, in the kingdom of God. We all are open. We are all, I mean, we are all... We have all gained access, right, to everything that Christ has to offer, everything that Calvary has to offer. There are no favorites in the kingdom. But whatever you will gain, whatever height you will get to in your Christian walk, how much you would enjoy your Christian walk largely depends on you. What am I talking about? The key to enjoying consistent victory, as in enjoying that level of, you know, walk with God, that you I mean where you're always happy in your relationship with God, does not just come by knowing that christ died for you on the cross of calvary yes for this purpose was the son of god manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil you believe in this you are accepting accepting the i mean the the sacrifice of christ on the cross of calvary was what brought you this far it was what brought you into the kingdom but going forward it goes beyond just believing and knowing it goes beyond just affirming it to yourself it becomes practical very intentional and that's that trick that key is abiding in christ now much like many terms and phrases the scriptures that we use a lot in the kingdom abiding in christ is one phrase where people just throw it around and they use it loosely and they think oh it's just by being good and doing the right things just going to church regularly reading your bible regularly uh, when you're abiding in christ Mm -mm, not at all i think abiding in christ is way more practical and intentional than that and um like i like to do or as i like to do i think the best way to demystify these terms is to break them down what does it mean to abide in christ four major things the first is to abide in the scriptures you've got to study this word it is our manual right you have taken on a new kind of life you need something to guide you you need to know what obtains that is the word of god and i don't mean just regularly reading it right or just you know making sure you go through it every day or just keeping a good streak on your youth version bible i mean deliberately studying the word of god it is like when you have two situations of reading a novel on one hand you're reading it for leisure and on, on the other hand you're reading it for maybe some school assignments, you're going to approach it in two different ways. The one for leisure, you're probably not going to put much effort. You just you don't you don't need to remember anything. You don't need to take note of you know style or certain literary elements used. But the one for assignments, you have to be very, very intentional about all of those things, right? The same way. You can't just read a Bible like a novel. Okay? You need to study it. You need to be intentional about it. You need to be intentional about picking lessons from it. And beyond picking lessons from it, you need to pray it in right? You need to pick these lessons. Understand that merely knowing them does not help. You need to pray it in. Ask the Holy Spirit for two major things. First, for these words to come to mind, to come to bear when you need them at crossroads, points where you have to make decisions, when you're faced with temptations and trials and persecutions, right? When you need them. And secondly, for the grace, you need to ask the Holy Spirit for the grace to use them accordingly. Now, when the Bible says to let the word of God dwell in you richly, this is what it is talking about, not necessarily memorizing it. And this brings me to a very interesting Instagram reel I found on my friend's page at pemki, handle uh, is P-M-K-I. It would be so nice if you can read, you know, you know go through that reel and read a caption on that about what she talked about, you know, memorizing the word of God versus internalizing the word of God. you are two different things, right? Memorizing it does not just give you, you know, what you need. Internalizing it, praying it in, making sure that it is useful or it comes in handy in the future is what matters. And this is the first and foremost key to abiding in Christ, knowing God's mind. If you don't know the word of God, you can't know God's mind. God's mind, God's will, God's promises for you. Are in the scriptures the second one is abiding in prayers see how how do you want to do it how do you want to have a relationship with somebody you do not communicate with it doesn't work it would never ever work right the level of intimacy you have with a person is directly proportional to how well and how much you communicate with a person how do you want to grow if you do not pray how do you want to know god's will if you do not pray how do you ask God to help you if you do not pray? The old, you know, I, I like to say the old point of this podcast is becoming better versions of ourselves every day. In fact, the former name was a better you with spread pen before I shortened it to the spread pen podcast. How do you become a better version of yourself every day if you do not pray? I thought we all agreed that we can't do this by ourselves. I thought we all agreed that it's not by our power, but by the spirit of God. So if you do not create a daily, you know, a habit of praying daily, how do you grow? How do you win? it just doesn't make sense and I think the problem many people have with developing a beautiful and consistent prayer life for consistent victory in Christ is that you think you just need to jump right into one hour I think in one of the earliest um, podcast episodes I did in the first season this was one of the major things I talked about prayer see it is not the it becomes a chore or a routine when you're trying to build your prayer life from the scratch and decide to start with one hour you will pray for one hour today actually you will be on fire you will finish it and you will realize that one hour of prayer is something that will do you a world of good but you would not be able to reproduce it the day after if you are able to reproduce it throughout that week you might not be able to reproduce it the week after because it's going to be a chore you did not set any foundation for it it doesn't work that way so it's in the small things start small start with a little chit chat here a little chit chat there at night you want to go to bed tell him about your day as you tell him about your day it'll, the Holy spirit will minister to you the things to ask him for help about the things you need to you know think on the things you need to request grace for right in the middle of the day crazy things are happening and you just can't handle it by yourself get into the restroom and just talk to him right you're in the middle you know you're at crossroads don't don't save it for one hour you know at night say it there and then build that relationship where you can talk to him at any point in question anywhere in any situation little by little and before you know what is happening you are carving out that time it has to be intentional of course but because you are getting into that habit already you want more time with him and then you are carving out one hour not because not just because you have to but because you want to this is how we get into the habit of praying in season out of season and without season don't 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 belabor yourself by trying to start you know with two hours three hours six hours you can't sustain it if you do not have a foundation of communicating with him in the small things in no little patches Praying for long hours should be something that comes as a result of you, you know, growing from small prayers because you you want to, you you, you yearn for a deeper experience, a longer, you know, more stretched experience with him. It's like meeting a new person. At first, you guys are probably just chatting every now and then, you're enjoying each other's vibes. Before you know what, you're constantly in each other's DMs throughout the day. That is the way it works. And before you know what, you guys are on phone and you're talking for two, three, four hours. It seldom starts that way on the spot. So I think you shouldn't try to, you know, belabor yourself or make things hard for yourself start small and then you can grow and before you know what you're doing you no know, those one hour, two hours and all of that but for starters just keep him in, in every aspect of your day that is the way to truly win and enjoy god and this is closely linked it's pretty much the same thing actually with nourishing your your relationship with the holy spirit right praying is pretty much you nourishing your relationship with the holy spirit because when you pray to god and you're like, I need help. Please go to and grant that help to you. It's the Spirit of God, right? The Spirit of God is the medium through which the, through which God, you know, helps our infirmities. So what I mean by nourishing your relationship with the Holy Spirit is now you've asked for help, you've asked for direction, you've asked for you've asked for whatever you need. Now the Holy Spirit is ministering to you. You can't you can't throw that in the bin, right? The way you nourish your relationship with the Holy Spirit is to be sensitive. Know when he is talking to you, and you only build that by constantly, you know, recognizing his voice and obeying right if he tells you do this you already requested for help just obey that is the way you nourish your relationship with the holy spirit and before you know what he is in everything you do literally everything even to what you think are the silliest things he is there nourish your relationship with the holy spirit i call him our unfair advantage when you have the holy spirit and you're sensitive to his voice and you constantly obey his voice i tell you there's so many ditches so many setbacks so many roadblocks so many unnecessary mistakes you're going to avoid that's the next the person next door who does not have a relationship with the holy spirit will encounter it's going to make your life easier not rosy not easy but easier it's it's it is our unfair advantage like it is our biggest advantage now the third point please for goodness sake, join a Bible believing church, be part of a beautiful community Don't be a social media believer who attends just, you know, whatever sermon is happening on IG live on Sunday morning. Don't be a TV Christian that comes out and just, you know, goes to that church channel on Sunday morning. Join a Bible believing church, join a steady community. Even if you are an online member, be an online member because you have genuine reasons. Be an online member that is still a part of the church right our primary shepherd who knows you who you know who is aware of your presence in the church who is aware of your journey as a christian who you can go to for help who you can go to to talk about your challenges in the faith you know to an extent be accountable to somebody let somebody be responsible for you it it helps your growth if you do not have this kind of person in your life everything goes everything you will just be going back and forth because you don't have anybody that can call you and say what the heck is up So, you know, be part of a community. When you identify with fellow Christians, whom you have an actual relationship with, it helps to solidify your person as a Christian because, you know, even when the devil comes and tries to mess around with you, you remember that you have a family you do not want to shame. You remember that, "Ah, come on now, I I have a a, a Christian family and no, I can't just do that. Even if nothing holds you back, the thoughts that you're part of something beautiful, something godly, something good is going to hold you back right and then this like I said you know in the other points this also is closely linked to having a nice circle of friends a solid circle of friends people who number one believe what you believe number two preferably they feed from the same source you feed it is no news that there's so many things flying around in the kingdom you can put two Christians together and they believe two different things and well we're called Christians so preferably they feed from the same source you feed and number three they have you know, they share your passions they, 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 they want to enjoy God as well. They want to love God more. They want to serve God with everything they've got. Have a solid circle of friends, right? People that can drive you to want God more. People that will pray with you. People that will intercede with you. A good circle of friends. And these are not people you pick by yourself. These are people you go to the Holy Spirit to pick for you. See, there is something about destiny relationships that I don't know how you try to pick people by yourself right? The, the Holy Spirit sees deep into the heart. The Holy Spirit knows whose, whose lives, whose journey is linked with yours. The Holy Spirit knows who is going to stick by you. Don't just pick this circle of friends by yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit and you'll be surprised. It's going to lead you probably to the most unlikely people. But just a few months, a few years down the line, you're going to be the best people in your life. Have a solid circle of friends. It helps so much. These are people you can be accountable to. These are people you can run to for help when the devil is trying to mess with you. It's going to help you, know, this is what abiding in Christ means and it's going to help you enjoy God more. And then finally, read books and listen to messages. These things help fast track your growth because you get to stand on the shoulders of others and enjoy the rama they've gotten and they've decided to share with you. But there's a note of warning, there's a note of caution, be very sure that whatever it is you're reading, whatever it is you're listening to is firmly anchored in the word of God. You do not want in the name of first tracking your growth to you know get down the wrong path. So know your authors, know what they stand for, know what they represent. Make sure that you're fact-checking what you're reading, fact-checking what you're you're you're, you're listening to. And you know, out of fact check is you going back to the first point, abiding in the scriptures. You need to know what the word of God has said, what the word of God says. And you need to know what the word of God is capable of saying, no matter what the translation is. You need to know when it is the word of God and when it is something different. Another way to fact check is to listen to the voice of the spirit. Even when the person is saying things and you are not, yet, you are not sure, it's looking like, it, or you are beginning to pick something that is the complete opposite of Rema. The only spirit has a word, a way of telling you, drop it. That is so not me. So fact check by the, with the scriptures and fact check with the holy spirit on the inside of you that is why you have the holy spirit i pray by the spirit of god as you make use of this you know these points and you, if it helps you to stick with christ right because if you don't abide in christ you're like a branch that has fallen away from the vine and there is no there are no two destinies there are no two futures for that kind of branch it dies and it dries up and that is the end right so whatever you do Abide in Christ and these four major points I mentioned are what it means to abide in Christ I pray the Holy Spirit is going to help you to pray these things in and ask for grace to be intentional and practical about abiding in Christ and by the special grace of God you will not miss it you will not lose your you know your faith you will not continue to to fluctuate your Christian work with God in the name of Jesus. Thank you so very much for joining me. It's been a very beautiful, beautiful time. I hope you've been blessed. Before I sign out, I want to tell you to check out my blog, thespiritpen.com thespiritpen.com I have fictional works there non-fiction basically beautiful works that will bless you and you're going to immensely enjoy (laughs) like I always say I don't like stories I don't like stories Mm -mm, just drop by you're gonna love it right so drop by when you have the time thespiritpen.com beautiful stories thank you so much for joining me I'm your beautiful wonderful and amazing host till we meet again ciao